Well, welcome, guys. We're glad to have you this morning. We appreciate you investing early, early this morning with us in uh, what we believe is the most important thing that you can do as a follower of Christ, and that is be a student of his word. Before I jump into what we're going to talk about this morning, let me do one little bit of housekeeping. We've got a verse for next week that we've asked you men to memorize, and there's a typo in that. So the, the verse you need to memorize is Matthew 15, 11. Right, Bobby? Like Matthew 15, 11. So make that change or just do them both, if, if that would be of a greater value. Hey guys, I'm excited to be with you. I've got a couple of things on my heart that I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing and, and uh, just some encouraging things that have happened just recently in my life that uh, I think are uh, fun just to get to tell you about. You know, one of the things that is our heart at, at, at Watermark is to really um, specifically make Summit a different kind of experience for you men. You know, we do not want this to be just another Bible study that you might have attended in your journey over the last 5 or 10 or 15 years. We really want to call you to something special. And that something special is to be a part of this mission that we're on with Christ. And that we need to contend for our faith. Men, we're in a battle. You know it. You just walk out your door in the morning and and we're challenged by all kinds of things in this world. And so we need to equip ourselves to contend for the faith. And the idea of being a leader being equipped to teach and train others is really what Summit is all about. So we pray that this experience is a different one for you, and we're going to call you to leadership in, in future ministry. You know, I think as I think about that, I think about 2 Timothy 3.17, that's just we should be men thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so this morning what I want to focus on, before we jump into just a quick overview of Matthew, because that, that's my uh, blessing that I get to do this morning is just rifle through the, the, the book in, in, from a very high level and just share a couple of truths that, that have really influenced my life and, and uh, just kind of kick us off in this series over the next 10 or 12 weeks that we're going to be in. But before we do that, if you've been around Watermark very long, you've probably heard about the Master Plan of Evangelism. It's a book by Robert Coleman. Phenomenal book. But let me just read and read along with me. It's, it, it'll be up on the screen. There can be no dilly-dallying around with the commands of Christ. We are engaged in warfare the issues of which are life and death. And every day that we are indifferent to these responsibilities is a day lost to the cause of Christ. One has to ask why the contemporary church is so ineffective in its witness to this world. It's because among shepherds and sheep alike there is a general indifference to the commands of God, or at least a kind of contented complacency with mediocrity. The greatest tragedy is that little is being done to correct the situation, even by those who realize that it's happening. Certainly the need of the hour is not despair, but for action. Fellas, that gets me fired up. The, the, the opportunity to spend time each week, Thursday mornings, equipping, sharpening, training ourselves so we might stand in the gap. That is what Bobby and Blake and your leadership at this team Pray passionately about every week. And we are calling you men to engage in this battle with us. What a way to invest your life. So this morning, what I want to do is just say, hey, how do we make this experience different? You know, one of the things I love, I've had the chance to now do this, um, gosh, maybe eight, nine, ten times, I don't know, since, since this church started. Nothing gets me more excited than, than to spend time with men that want to grow in God's word. 
And, and the things I do to remind them are four things. that I, These are simple, but would you do these with us? You know, well, number one is just pray expectantly. For God to do a transforming work in your heart and, and the guys in your group. We really need, I'll, I'll just tell you straight up, that is my weakest part of my game. I have to do a better job every year, the 4B form we just finished. And that's the area in my life that I've got to continue to grow in. So pray expectantly. We need to come prepared. The idea that um, you, know, you can participate in a study and just kind of waffle your way through just isn't appropriate. If you guys are preparing for a big presentation or you're out in the community in the workplace and, and you're getting ready to do something, you're going to train to be effective in that presentation to win business. And so that's what we've got to be about. We've got to come prepared to summit and be ready to uh, participate. We need to be committed. Regular attendance is really an important part of what we're calling you to. And so just honestly, in the history will show that about 30 to 35% of you won't be here at the end of the 10 or 12 weeks. And I'm just asking you men as followers of Christ and even folks who are new to this ministry, look us in the eye and just let your yes be yes and come and participate and be committed to this. We want to call you to attendance, to regular participation. This, this is so important for our lives as followers of Christ. And then just, I think I left one out, and uh, that was pray. Uh, what did I say? We don't have this on the slides, but don't worry about it. I'll come back to it if I remember it. Hey, uh, what I want to do now is just focus on a few things that I think Matthew does an exceedingly unique way as uh, challenging us to be followers of Christ. Matthew is, a, is such a unique book. It's so rich with content and so exciting. One of the things that's so important about Matthew is just it's a gospel written by a Jew to the Jews about a Jew. And I think if, if you've spent much time in this book, you can see it's very simple. Matthew is the writer. He's uh, the, the countrymen are the readers and Jesus is the subject. And man, are we excited about what he's doing from the standpoint of he is presenting Jesus as the king of the Jews. Just the long-awaited Messiah. Matthew documents Jesus' claims as the Messiah. And the way he does it is so compelling. He presents his genealogy, his baptism, the messages, the miracles, all point to the inescapable conclusion that Jesus Christ is the king. And I love the fact that Matthew reminds me of just a dope like me. You know, he was a publican, a, a tax collector, just a, a, a civil servant that arguably may have been looked down upon uh, by the folks in, in the community there. And Jesus just takes this guy out of history and, and in a unique way, with a unique message, plants this book for our use for eternity. And so that gets me so excited about the message of Matthew. It's so clear that what he wants to accomplish is to give us the opportunity to make an intelligent decision about this man, Jesus. So the structure of the book, it's familiar. It it's, uh, sits right there between the Old Testament, the introduction to the New Testament. It, it's so many things hinge on this. The Sermon on the Mount, the instruction of the disciples, the parables of the kingdom, the terms of this discipleship, the Olivet Discourse. There are a number of P's up there that you can see that we've uh, presented for you that I think are just a simple reminder of what it means to walk through this book and the importance. The presentation of the king in verses 1 through 4. The proclamation of the king in verses 4 through 7. The power of the king in 8 through 11. And then the hinging point of this entire book. 
uh, verse 12, the turning point where the Pharisees acting on the, uh, as the leadership of the nation of Israel, they're formally rejecting Jesus as the Messiah. And so Jesus gets serious now with his disciples. He says, fellas, come on, spend time with me, learn from me, be with me. And you men are going to go and make disciples. You've loved me, you've seen me, now go and tell others. And that's what he's telling us this morning. We've got to love and serve people and go and make disciples. So what does it mean to contend for the faith? Well, this, if I could sum all this book up, which is not easy, so rich with content, but let's look at Matthew 10:22. It says, all men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm till the end will be saved. I love where he positions this. It's um, verse 10, he's, at the introduction of it, he's, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's sending them out, and he's saying, I'm going to give you authority to drive out evil spirits and heal every disease and sickness. In verse, uh, drop down in verse 5, it talks about, go rather the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach the message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy and drive out demons. And then, down in 1022, he drops this bomb. But, as you do all those things, men will hate you because of me. Fellas, John 1633, in this world you will have trouble, but take part. I've overcome the world. Our eternity is secure. We've got to get busy. So let me explain what I'm saying. Philippians 310, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Takeaway number one, get off the sidelines. Get in the game. Now's the time. Don't wait. Get equipped. Be prepared. Engage in ministry. If we are going to contend for the faith, we've got to know his word so we can experience his love, be informed by his truths. We've got to acknowledge him and prioritize our life with his instruction and let the Bible be our authority, our conscience, and our guide. How many times have we heard that? Let it sink in. Let it inform every decision you make. Takeaway number two. This may sting a little bit. If you really know Christ, if you're committed, if you've committed your life to service to him, he demands that you act on what you know. I mean, fellas, that's that part of this that, that Summit is all about. Take what you've learned. Take what you've absorbed in your history and your journey with Jesus and now move. Act Love people, get involved in ministry, serving others, disciple men, encourage the weak, build up the faint-hearted. That is our charge. You know, I love the, the verse, Matthew 16, uh, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any man comes after me, he's got to deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Whoever gains his life must lose it. Whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good does it do to gain the whole world yet forfeit your soul? For guys who are in business and, and really in anything, what you want is your life to matter. But don't forfeit your soul in the process. Know Jesus, be informed by his word, and make your life count for the kingdom. Well, if you spend any, any time in organized sports, you'll, you'll certainly resonate with take-home point number three. How you prepare will determine how you perform. Guys, um, how many college or high school coaches have you heard say that over the years? you just got to practice to be ready to perform in the game. And the same is true in our life with Christ. Matthew 3, 8, produced fruit in keeping with repentance. 
Matthew 5.16, the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And one of my favorite scriptures, First uh, Timothy 4.7, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Be faithful, engage with the lost, encourage the weak. First Peter 3.15, always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you about the hope that you have in this Jesus. We need to put ourselves in situations where our faith can be tested and refined and we practice what faithful look, faithfulness looks like in every situation. That, that's not easy to do. But if you get out, if you give your life away, if you're serving others, there's pain. Involve yourself in it. Move, move into pain instead of out of it in our communities and families and friends. You'll be amazed at what God allows you to accomplish if you uh, let him use you as his vessel. So takeaway number four, a great commandment to a great commission makes a great leader. You know, guys, this is a uh, Rick Warren verse, and I think, not a verse, but a statement. I think I butchered it a little bit. A great commitment to a great commandment and a great commission make a great leader. You know, I think that that sums up everything. I I wrestle sometimes with uh, specifically young folks who I meet that go, man, what is God's will for my life? There you go. You're going to love God, you're going to serve his people, and we're going to make disciples. And just keep, coming, keep bringing men back to that because it, it's, oh, I want, something, I want something more complicated. That's the hardest work we'll ever do with the greatest reward. And we've got it in, in Matthew 22, uh, 37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The first and greatest commandment. And then Matthew 28, 19, you're so familiar with just to go and make disciples. That is our calling in this body uh, to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That requires us to be that first before we can invite others onto that journey. You know, everything in your life should be run through this grid. How do we love God? How do we serve people better? You know, I think for me, I've got to do this with such passion and purpose that it can only be sustained by the power of his spirit. To put myself in situations where I'm going to fail for sure without total reliance and dependence on the Spirit of God at work in me. You know, the last uh, thing I'd just like to close with is just some encouragement and fun. I I had the opportunity the last two days to spend out in California with some other staff members and and a couple other elders from the church. And what a unique experience. We were in San Jose, and um, it was an opportunity to attend a church innovation conference led by some of the foremost business leaders in, in the country, a guy named Gary Hamill and a group called the IDEO that were, they were donating their time as a number of churches around the country were called together and had the opportunity to, to listen to these men in terms of trying the challenge of, of innovating in such a way, never giving up the, the immutable truths of the scripture, but beginning to innovate on every front in our church to reach people in every situation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I just took time away from the business, and uh, uh, it's like kind of a high tide moment right now, and I was a little stressed about going, but how rich a time it was. Number one, just to get to spend time with other staff members here and, and deepen our relationship. But to go and to hear about uh, two things. One, there are men standing in the gap all over this country. You know, the, the news is full of garbage. But it was fun to see men. There was about 120 people in this room. It, it spread out over this entire country, and many from other parts of the country or, or around the world. And just to spend time in God's word and hear stories about the ridiculously innovative things that people are doing to reach folks for Christ 
was just so fun. It was so encouraging to know there, there are faithful saints everywhere. And then the second thing is just the, the consistent reminder to myself that I want to give you this morning that there is nothing more important that we can invest our life in than taking God's message to this lost world. So I need to double down on my commitment to study God's word, to have it inform my life. And, and my prayer for you this morning as we close is uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. My dear brother, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, for your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. And uh, I just am always encouraged when men come together to, to love you, to learn from your word, to sharpen and encourage each other. May this 10 or 12 weeks that we're investing uh, over the next period of time just make us different, Lord. Transform our hearts, um, maybe more like you. May we be um, salt and light in this world. And I thank you for the chance to get to serve in this body that, because I believe wholeheartedly um, from the instruction of your word that, that the local church is your design to reach this world. And so we thank you for this little mission that you've got us on. And we pray for favor with you, Lord. And I pray protection for these men, safekeeping for their families. But most of all, I, I pray for a renewed strength, renewed passion, renewed encouragement that they double down their efforts to love you and serve other people and make disciples in this world. Thank you, Father. We pray this in your name. Amen.